You're listening to the teaching ministry of Discovery Church in Bristol, Tennessee. For more information about Discovery or for more free audio content, please visit discoverybristol.com. Well, it was several weeks ago. I took a trip to Greensboro, North Carolina. It was my um, grandson's second birthday. And part of the festivities included a trip to the water park. And so we got there soon after it opened. And while the girls were sitting up around the kiddie pool and the stuff that he liked, uh, me and my son and my son-in-law decided to trek across the park and try some of the big slides before the lines got too long. And it seemed like a half a mile to the other side. And it was then I realized that my car keys were still in my swim trunks. So... um, my son-in-law, who's got the heart the size of Texas, said, I'll run him back for you. Plus, he knew I'd either get lost or take me too long. So anyways, me and my son were sitting there at the back of this slide. And I said, well, why don't we try this one while we're waiting? He said, okay. So now my wife will tell you there's times I should be paying more attention, and this was probably one of them. Because he got in the little tube on the right, and I got in the tube on the left, and we went down. The next thing I know, I'm going upside down, sideways, every which way. I don't know whether I was more happy that my swimming trunk stayed on or that my arms and legs stayed attached. I come flying out the other end and splashed in the water and I jumped up and the look on my face, well, I kind of know what it looked like because I looked over at my son and he had the same look on his face and we were both like, good cow, what just happened? Neither one of us were expecting that and so we got a chuckle and we walked back up to the front of the slide and it was there I noticed that you have like levels and warnings on the slides. So like the little kitty slides don't really say anything, but then you have like a level one, and I'm thinking, you know, eight to 10 years old maybe, and then level two, you might get mama on those and you might not, uh, but you better have a life preserver and you better know how to swim. And then the level three, well, they got all kinds of warnings and stuff on them, but it really ought to just say it's about to get real, because it was. So then my son-in-law showed back up and he said, well, there's a new ride, we want to ride it, and they just opened it in the park. I said, all right. So there again, I should have been paying more attention. The next thing I know, we're walking up steps and walking up steps and walking up steps and walking up steps and walking up steps. And I'm about out of breath. We get to the top, and I'm pretty sure I can see our church from the top of this thing. Well, the next thing I know, I'm getting instructions, and I'm crossing my legs, and I'm folding my arms, and I'm listening to all this stuff. And this big enclosure comes around and closes me in, and it's then I glance over, and I see the sign, level four. (laughs) And then out of nowhere, this voice comes out and it says three two one and the bottom drops out oh hello (laughs) that feeling just came back a little bit well anyways I said all of that just to say that was a piece of cake and this right here this is terrifying all right so a little bit more about me most of you just know me as Tim DeVault but back home in Knoxville I am Timmy Tim Bone Tim Bob And there's one other name. I've got a brother-in-law, and he's a hero of mine, and um, that's a story for another day. But he's funny, and he's got a loud voice. And one day we come walking into his house, and he yells out, it's Tim Bob Baby. So now that name is stuck, too. I've signed many a Christmas and birthday card, Tim Bob Baby. Now, I'm not making this up. I got proof. Tim Bob Baby, yeah. So I'm an accountant by trade. I'm a husband. I'm a father, and most recently a peepaw, and I'm praying like crazy, it turns into grandpa, and he's working on it. Now, I'm a follower of Jesus, and I'm a warrior for the kingdom, and I'll talk a little bit about that later. But the most important thing you need to know about me is I have joy and a bunch of it. 
So much so, it brings me to tears at times, and that's a good possibility sometime during this message. If you ask me how I'm doing, you're probably going to get the response, incredibly phenomenal, gloriously magnificent, or my Dr. Sean Mullen's favorite, if I was any better, vitamins would be taking me. We've been doing this series called Verses and looking up the scriptures and stuff that go with some of the songs that we sing, and it's been real interesting. And um, I decided I wanted to talk about joy. I had a hard time picking a song, so I didn't. I picked a playlist (laughs) and listened to some of these lyrics. There's always a reason to always choose joy. There's something deeper that the world can't destroy. You're the hope that can't be taken even in the midst of pain. No one can steal our joy. I got that good news smile on my face. I got the feeling that the world can't erase. You're the feeling I can't deny. You're the fire that makes me come alive. It's a love I can't hide. It's burning deep inside wherever I go. I got that good feeling kicking me out of my chair, dancing like I don't care. I got to tell somebody. I got to tell somebody. Where my God holds the victory, there's joy in the house of the Lord. So what is joy? Well, I can tell you this, it's not a bottle of dish soap. It's not a nut and coconut covered in chocolate. And it's also not happiness. A lot of times we get those two confused, don't we? There's plenty of things that make us happy. Biscuits and gravy come to mind. Big old steak and lobster tail. You're thinking of your favorite, right? What about that trip to the beach or, I don't know, golf and fishing and hiking? I mean, the list could go on and on, couldn't it? There's a problem with joy, isn't there? Doesn't last, at least not forever, because then comes that trip back from the beach, right? And your sun burnt, and your stomach hurts because the last night it was all you could eat crab legs, and you were going to get your $49.95 worth. And then wreck number one on the interstate, wreck number two, and your six-hour trip just turned into eight hours, and man, you're real excited about getting back to work on Monday and seeing how far you are behind. Yeah, all those happy looks just turned to ugh. Well, I know a guy who tried happiness at the highest level. You might have heard of him. He's a wise old man. His name was Solomon. Here's what he had to say. I said to myself, come now. I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good. But that also proved to be meaningless. Laughter, I said, is madness. And what does pleasure accomplish? I tried cheering myself with wine and embracing folly. My mind still guiding me with wisdom. I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of their lives. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasures of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers and a harem as well, the delights of a man's heart. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. And all this, my wisdom stayed with me. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. Yet when I surveyed all that hands had done and what I had told to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was good under the sun. So another thing about me is I love the Tennessee Falls, and um, I love to play golf and spending time with the family, and I also like to tell stories. So when I thought about joy, that reminds me of another story. How do you get it? Well, it was January 1999. 
it was single digits cold outside. And my kids were little, and me and my wife, we visited some friends, and we went to watch my Tennessee team play Florida State for the national championship. And when we won that night, I was happy, and me and my friend, we took our shirts off and ran outside and ran around the outside of his house, yelling and screaming at the top of our lungs. Now, ladies, I'm sorry for that mental picture, but I was a lot younger then, so, you know, more like Thor. Well, I waited a couple of weeks, and I noticed my national championship ring hadn't come, so I had to call the university. And lady on the other end, she hesitated a minute. She said, now, who are you? And so I gave her my name again, and she hesitated and came back over the phone. She said, well, sir, the national championship rings are for the players and the coaches on the team. I'm like, wait, what? You mean all these years, all these tickets and jerseys and hot dogs and Tostitos? Are you kidding me? Yeah, bupkis. The next thing I decided to do was um, look up scriptures about joy. And when I Googled it, over 100 verses came up. So buckle up, people. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. I picked out several. Here's seven. kind of like that number. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. Can't we see it in creation? You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Can't wait to get to heaven, can you? For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, when you get it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Joy's right there in the middle of them. There is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Ask Elliot about that next time you see him. And the angel said to them, fear not, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Oh, the day joy was born. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And that's the joy we get. Jesus invites us to be on the team. That's the only way to get joy. And most of you know that. But there's a time limit to join. And I hope that's the saddest thing you hear today. That day could be tomorrow. But isn't life filled with sorrow and struggle? Yeah, sure it is. We can make a list just as long as the happy list, right? I mean, you think of it, sickness and death and all that goes on wrong in the world, stealing, the lying, shooting in schools. But you know, it's more tolerable when you have joy, when you got somebody that'll go through it with you, when you got a small group member who will pray for you. It's like, the, it's like the kryptonite to sorrow and struggle. When I think about the struggle, I can't help but think of the story of Paul and Silas. You remember the story, don't you? I'll paraphrase the first part of it for you. It was a slave girl and she was filled with an evil spirit and that's how they made money. She could fortune tell and Paul and Silas demanded that spirit come out and it did. And so the owners got upset and they dragged him down to court and then they beat him and threw him in jail. Here's the part I'd like to remember. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. So they weren't just mumbling under their breath. They were singing loud enough for people to hear. And I've heard that story a bunch, but maybe this will bring it closer to home. Picture it's next Sunday, and we're at Sent to Serve, and we're at the Healing Hands, and we're outside, and we're doing some landscaping, and all of a sudden, a big bus pulls up, and police cars, and 
Next thing you know, they're jumping out and they're saying, hey, we're here in chainsaws and weed eaters and mowers and y'all are picking weeds on this hill and you're being too loud and you're all a nuisance, you're coming with us. And they load us up on this bus. Well, come to find out, they weren't police at all. They're just a radical group that doesn't like Christians. They drag us all to a warehouse and beat us and put us in chains. I'd like to think I'd have enough joy to be singing, but I might need to get a little bit more. You ever wonder what Paulus and Silas were singing? Wish that I was on old Rocky Top. (laughs) Or maybe, when I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Or if you know the outcome of that story, you can read it for yourself. They were probably singing, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. You know, even death for people that are on the team, Jesus' team, the place where we get joy, it's just the beginning of the after party. Now, sure, we miss people when they're gone, but the joy is knowing that we're going to see them again in heaven, and that's incredible. And that's the last thing I want to say about joy, is joy lasts forever. And I'm just not talking about heaven. I think it starts now. When I accepted Jesus as my Savior, oh, that's joy that lasts forever. When I baptize my children, that's joy that lasts forever. When you sign up for Sent to Serve, you sign up to help the worship team, children's department, youth department, greeting. That's a joy that'll last forever. Maybe you step way out of your comfort zone, I don't know, preach a sermon. Everything's better with joy. Happiness is better with joy. Sorrow is more tolerable with joy. Marriage is better with joy. Raising children is better with joy and nearly impossible without it. Winning is better with joy. Everyone likes to win. I think everybody's got that thing inside of you. You know what I'm talking about. Think about all the movies that have been created. That bad guy does that bad thing at the start. And the whole movie, we're wanting to get revenge on that bad guy at the end. And he does. And man, everybody feels good. Or the little teeny ball team who gets beat by the big mean ball team. And they practice and they come back and they beat the mean team at the end. And everything's great. That's the kind of warrior stuff I'm talking about. I mentioned earlier that I'm a warrior for the kingdom, and that's why. As much as I love Jesus and what he did for me, I hate Satan just as much. For what he caused, all the sickness and illness just in my family. What about yours? And what gets me is people don't want to do anything. They don't want to fight back. Are you kidding me? I know we win in the end, but I'm going to battle that day. All the way up until that day, that's just joy on top of joy. And Satan hates it. He hates it with a passion. I also had to learn how to fight. I turned off the news. I turned on Christian radio. Started praying a little bit more. 
reading my Bible a little bit more, being a better husband, better father, more honest employee. The joy comes in the giving, people. If you come here to get, I think you're missing it. The joy's in the giving. We're going to end with a communion time, and I'm going to do a little bit different. And um, I can ask the worship team to come back out and. Ushers, you can go ahead and pass out the emblems. We're going to do things a little bit different today. You know, I think the joy that we have should be the light that I think Jesus wants us to see. That other, he wants other people to see in us that they don't have. You know, most of the time in communion, we think about the suffering that Jesus did for us, and rightly so. But today, I'd like to think about three days later. Oh, yeah. The day he walked out of that tomb and he kicked Satan's hind hand. <laughs> Man, a great revenge story. I had to think of my words carefully there. I practiced it a few times and it came out a little different. <laughs> but did you know that it was joy that he did that? Listen to what Hebrews 12, 2 has to say. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. So today when they give you the emblems, you can go ahead and pass them out. You can just keep your eyes open. You can open up and take them and you can keep a smile on your face. Don't we have a reason to smile? Oh yeah. Because there's joy in the house of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Father, you're the only way to joy. I'm glad you give us joy. It's so much better than happiness. We know it lasts forever and that we can accumulate it. I hope we'll remember that. I thank you for the joy in my life and what it brings me. I hope I'll fight to get more joy in my life. I thank you for this congregation. I thank you that I see warriors and people that want to fight and they want joy. I pray that we'll continue in that, Father. I love you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.